You are Locked On Timberwolves, your daily podcast on the Minnesota Timberwolves, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, to another Locked On Wolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I am your host, Colt Molesky, and we are joined again today by Brennan Scarborough, the Flying Hawaiian, the Northwestern broadcaster extraordinaire. Brennan, thanks for jumping on today. Absolutely, Colton, and it's always fun to talk Wolves basketball with you, and it's going to be an exciting game, this one coming up here. Absolutely. Coming off of the their win against the Miami Heat, the overtime victory, and now we have them facing off against the New Orleans Pelicans in New Orleans tonight, doing some game day highlights and coverage. First of all, I'd like to bring to all the listeners' attention that today is Wednesday. It's Draft Wednesday, so if you don't have it yet, download the Draft app. Go on your app store and download that or go on to your browser and type in draft.com and use the promo code LOTWOLVES to join the draft lobbies that I've set up for either $3 or for free or use the Locked On NBA or Locked On Fantasy drafts to to play against hosts of the Locked On shows to play against myself personally. It's a really fun app. I'll tell you more about later in the show, but it's a great time and you should definitely do that tonight. So jumping into the matchup against the Pelicans, you and I have talked about this before. Really, it comes down to three guys, Towns versus Boogie Cousins, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins, and Anthony Davis. If you're going into this matchup, what what does Towns have to do to compensate? Not only he's playing these two massive dudes who are really good in the paint, but also they're really physical and they really know what they're about in the paint. Towns is still struggling on defense. He's still <clears throat> establishing himself as a defender. What does he have to do in this game to try and get some sort of an edge or at least even the scales a little bit for, for the Timberwolves against these two guys? Yeah, and as you said, I, I believe wholeheartedly that this is the best front court in basketball with – you know, Anthony Davis, he can be, you know, he, he can be a very strong power forward and he can be defensively really, like, really great-minded. Or he can be very, like, he's smooth at times. You know, he can hit a shot. And Boogie Cousins, too, he can dominate from inside and outside. As we saw, he dropped 43 points earlier this season. And he's also killing it on the boards when he, the game we saw, he also got 23 rebounds. I think it, for them to win, for Towns to be successful, he just needs to, he needs to figure something out defensively to slow them down at least. It's it's not a bad thing if they hit their, you know, their average. If if they both average like twenty something points and that's what they get, that's not a problem. But it's a problem when you're seeing the forty points, twenty something rebounds, just slowing them up on the boards and and maybe just you know defensively, if you could just slow them down a little bit, you know, because I would say the players around those two aren't. You know, I wouldn't say they're exceptional, but those are the two guys that you really got to make sure that you slow down this game. Well, and too, yet last year we had what was it, twenty game sample size where they made the trade for for Boogie at the All Star break, but you didn't really get to see how these two guys got to play together, how they would fit together, and like you said, 
uh, Drew, they have Drew Holiday, but they don't have a ton to spread the floor around these guys. But they're still playing really well this season, and I think these this is kind of the expectation we had for these two guys is that they would play off each other really well, and that because both of them, like you were saying, is so versatile, they can play off each other because both of them can shoot the three. Demarcus Cousins is a better three point shooter than Anthony Davis, I would say, but both of them can shoot from outside. They don't have to be right around the rim to be effective, and. Cousins has been looking really good passing the ball. Uh, he's done a really good job facilitating, not just needing the basketball and and getting the ball to Anthony Davis. And when Anthony Davis went out with that little that little injury to his knee, that bruised knee, and he was out for a couple de- games, Cousins picked right back up and he dominated when he was out. But then when Anthony Davis came back in the lineup, he he went right back to sharing the basketball to working with Davis. This pairing seems to be working really well, and I think this is probably the best version of the the two coming together and playing really well together. So if you're the Timberwolves, how do you combat this? Because Gibson Gibson isn't gonna isn't gonna stand a chance with these guys. Do you just is the only option for the Timberwolves to try and spread the floor and shoot a bunch of threes and try and spread these guys out to give Towns a chance on offense? Well, I would say, I would say, yeah, you definitely got to spread the floor. You got to let, you, you got to keep them honest. You know, I, I would say you definitely still pound the paint. You, you definitely still let Town do his work inside. But if if I'm Jamal Crawford, if I'm Jimmy Butler, if I'm Andrew Wiggins, this is a game where you got to step up when when it comes to moving the ball, when it comes to shooting. Even Jeff Teague, you re- like this is a very tough. You know, the paint's going to be locked down. You know, tonight this is. It's going to be very tough to move the ball around, especially inside. But you got to find ways to do that. You got to spread out the floor. You got to make sure that you know you're keeping the, the the defensive integrity on the other side. Make sure that you know, as I said before, just keep them honest. You know, hit hit some threes, hit some inside shots. You can't you can't just try to settle on one thing and just hope that that works for you throughout the game. Well, and two, you you got to be careful just if you're the Timberwolves not to get into a slump really quickly because Anthony Davis is averaging 12.5 rebounds per game and Boogie Cousins is averaging 13.6. So as far as shooting, you're not going to have a ton of second chances. So maybe if you're shooting threes, that helps you get some longer rebounds. But just in general, I really don't think you're going to get a lot of second chance points. You're not going to get a lot of second chances in general on your shot. So for the Timberwolves to have one guy, you saw the other day against the Heat, uh, Wiggins had a pretty solid game, but he shot 7 for 23. You can't have a guy go cold and keep trying to feed him going cold. You you won't have an opportunity to let a guy find a rhythm shooting before he gets hot. You just got to try and find a guy who's in rhythm right away and feed him the basketball and move it around that way because you're not going to have a lot of second chances against the these two guys who are going to rebound exceptionally well. And like you are saying, this is probably the best front court basketball, so... You really, if you're, I, I look to Butler as one of the leaders, but also to, to Teague, who is doing a great job facilitating over the last couple of games and getting double-digit assists. You've got to make sure you're you're giving guys the basketball, but you're also making sure you're giving the right guys the basketball, the guys who are taking good shots, who are taking smart shots, 
and who are, who are really feeling it, you don't want to feed it to to Wiggins for four straight possessions and have him miss it every time, and then all of a sudden you're down by eight points. Like that, that's something you don't want to happen because I I really don't think that Towns is going to have a great day rebounding. Not only because his his defense is struggling a little bit, but just because it's Davis and Boogie Cousins going after these rebounds. He's got to fight two massive dudes in the paint. He's going to struggle on rebounds just because he's outnumbered. So if you're if you're Teague, if you're Butler, you've got to be on your A game facilitating the offense as well. What what do you think they they have to do just as far as playmaking for other teammates? Well, I would say playmaking wise, you know, this is when I would look at the positions one through three to to really you know, you really got to spread the ball. You really got to hit your shots. This is a game where I'm I'm possibly looking to Andrew Wiggins and being like, hey, you're better than the guy across from you. Or even Jeff Teague, you know, or Jimmy Butler. Like, hey, you're better than the guy across from you. This is going to be a night where we're going to highlight you and you need to be better. If you're looking at the point differentials between, you know, DeMarcus Cousins and Anthony Davis and then other teammates, they're the only people that average more than 20 points a game. So I would say you're going to look to the people – that you know are not going to be guarded by them. So, like as I said before, the one through three, like that, those are the guys that are going to need to step up this game. Those are the guys that are going to need to hit the shot, you know, move the ball around. Because as you said before, Carl Anthony Towns, he's going to have his hands full tonight, and it's going to be a very tough matchup for him inside. So look to the outside, look to the other positions to get the ball moving. Again, that game is happening at 7 p.m. Uh, where the Wolves are head down to New Orleans. Another thing, looking at just recent games, the Orlando Magic actually had a really good game against the Pelicans on Sunday, or excuse me, on Monday. So it, I was looking at what they were doing, and I watched some of this game. I didn't watch all of it, but looking at some of the things they were doing, they ended with 34 three-point attempts, and they shot 47% from three. You really do have to just commit early on, I feel like, from shooting for shooting from downtown and really trying to spread this defense because you're right once you once you move off of Boogie Cousins and Anthony Davis the the team around them is not exceptional and it's not deep either so Drew Holiday has looked fairly good he's not an elite defender and he he's scoring but he's not scoring at a crazy rate uh, and then outside of him, there's not really a ton on this team. Moore's had average double digits, but he's not an elite scorer or anything like that. So moving on the defense and offense away from Boogie and from Anthony Davis, you really got to commit to having other guys beat you. Maybe you just double team Davis and Boogie Cousins and leave other guys open. And if those guys beat you, then so be it. But you you definitely don't want to let Boogie and Davis have 30-point games and and like 15 rebounds a piece. You don't want to go down that way because that's the way the Pelicans want to want to have have this game go down. So, when Brandon, when you're looking at this game, what is the best way for for other players to control the pace? Who are you looking for on the Timberwolves roster to really move the ball around and really control the pace of this game because they, I don't think they can play too much through Towns. I I 100% agree. And you're going to play through the one as I said before, the one through three position. That's going to be Jeff Teague, Andrew Wiggins, Jimmy Butler. Those are the guys you're going to look for offensively. Like, and and I would tell Wiggins like, hey, this is a game we're going to need 20 points out of you again. You know, Jimmy Butler, hey, we're going to need you to lock down your guy. You know, we talked about this last year when it was Cleveland against Golden State. When you're looking at this Pelicans roster, 
you know, DeMarcus Cousins and Anthony Davis, they're going to score 20 tonight. That's probably going to happen. But you cannot let the other people on the other team, you can't let Tony Allen, you can't let, um, you know, you can't let Drew Holiday, you can't let those guys go off. So control the controllables in that aspect, you know. Defensively, they can't, they can't be the ones that get away from you. Let, let Boogie and let Anthony score as much as they, like, well, not score as much as they want, obviously. But, you know, they're going to get their points, but it's the other guys that I'm going to say, like, hey, we need you to really, like, lock down your players because we're going to have our hands full over here in the paint. So, again, look through the one through three positions. I think that's going to be the big keys for the Timberwolves tonight offensively. Yeah, don't hit the panic button if Cousins has 20 points, right? You, he's going to get his points, but you, you don't want him to have the monster game or the, the back-breaking game. Absolutely. You, you don't want him, obviously, you don't want him to get the 40 and 20 against you. But, you know, you'd rather have that happen and Drew Holiday only score five and Tony, Tony Allen not score any, you know. You want the games. I mean, you want to control the players that you know that you know that you can take care of. Because again, Anthony and you know they're they're really good players, and they can go off at really any time. But you just want to really control the players that you can. Yeah, both both all stars from from last season. Uh, if you're looking at the the benches for these two teams, do you feel like it's essential to have Crawford put up maybe 15 points in this game and really have that be one of the differences is that the Pelicans bench doesn't do a ton and somebody like Crawford can come in and knock down a bunch of shots and maybe Bielitsa knock down shots and and, and maybe you have Tyus Jones do a few things on offense just moving the ball. Do you really think like the second unit has to have a really solid game just to give them another edge, give the starting five an edge? Absolutely, and and I think the second unit, it's important no matter who they play, no, no matter if it's the Pelicans or no matter if it's Golden State, San Antonio, anyone. The second unit, like playing well, has been actually one of the Timberwolves' strengths this year. You know, Jamal Crawford, as we said before, has been very dependable, and hopefully that he he can be like that in this game. And I I would say yeah, you know, you look to him this game, and be like, hey, again, you're you're better than the guy across from you. We're expecting at least you know twelve to fifteen points out of you tonight, and that would be very helpful. Um, from the Timberwolves, and and he's he, as we said, he, he's very dependable, and he's definitely been someone that they can lean on, and and that would be an edge, another edge, you know, and even Tyus Jones, a very dependable player, so that would be another thing that I would say is in favor of the Timberwolves coming tonight. And we'll preview uh, a couple more matchups. First, I wanted to talk about my favorite app and the partnership between Draft and the Locked On Network. Fantasy basketball fans, listen up. If you love fantasy basketball, then you need to try my new favorite app, Draft, or go on to Draft.com. You can find it in the iTunes App Store. It's a daily fantasy basketball, but not like the other guys. On Draft, you can play real live snake drafts with other people, just like in your season-long league. Here's how it works. It's a draft that lasts for just one night, and there's no management. Just set it and forget it. Once you're done drafting, that's it. No trades, no waiver wire. Draft even takes care of last-minute injuries for you. Draft starts every couple of minutes so you know to join one right so you can join one right now. And the best part, play for cold hard cash. Draft starts from just $1 so there's a draft for everyone. No salary caps, play in real live snake drafts just like you play for with your friends in season long leagues. Come and join me on Draft today. Like I was saying, you can join. I have 
several locked on Timberwolves drafts open with money, without money. So if you're com- comfortable playing for cash, if you just want to have fun and play for free, I've got a couple different options there for you. And again, download the app Draft or you can look up draft.com and find it that way. If you use the promo code LO Timberwolves, we'll get you in. You'll get up, set up with all those drafts. You can join the locked on fantasy draft. You can play all different kinds of locked on hosts. You can play me. I'll be in those drafts. Go check those out right away and get ready for tonight's game. So maybe if you aren't able to catch the Timberwolves game, if you want to watch other games but you don't have any rooting interest, that will give you some motivation to, to see some guys do really well. And if you have a really crappy team, no sweat, you can draft a new one tomorrow. So go check out the draft app in the, in the iTunes app store or go on to draft.com and get started today. Win some money, play for fun. Either way, it's a great way to spend your basketball evening. Now, looking at this at this game, uh, we're, I'm going to tease this out a little bit. I have a couple matchups that I'm looking for. I'm looking forward to some guys doing really well. But I, I just wanted to say, going back to the bench, I, I, I caught some heat because the other day I said I was, I was disappointed in Tyus Jones' performance up to this point, and I felt like Crawford was the only guy on this team that I could depend on outside the four guys, Teague, Wiggins, Towns, and Butler on the team. I felt like it was kind of a five-person roster that I'm really leaning on, and outside of those guys, there's guys I don't really trust. I know Bielitz has had some good games. Gibson's had at least one good game, but I don't feel like I can lean on or trust more than those five guys. Am I going out on a limb? Am I going too far? But is it too early in the season to say that right now I don't trust those guys? Or are you waiting to see some things from other guys? Or am I right and you're worried about the depth on this team going into really tough matchups like against the Pelicans? I would, I would say you always worry about you know the tough matchups. And again, it, we we are early. It's it's very early in the NBA season. You don't again we don't have to hit the panic button just yet. But as of right now, I would say that. Uh, I mean, I would kind of agree with you. Jamal Crawford has been the only one who's been, you know, dependable game in, game out. We saw the game winner a couple weeks ago. You know, he can he can do that if he wants to. And I don't know if the other guys on the bench have proven that, you know, there's dependable slash, you know, we, we can see that every every day, game in, uh, day in, day out from them. Um, I mean, I, I agree with you so far. But at the same time, again, we're really early in the basketball season. Tons of basketball still to be played, and who knows? They can hit. They can hit a high note. Maybe this is like you know a, a lower thing right now, and and maybe the you know coach will call on to them to, you know, you know do be more active in the offense. You know, we don't know yet. I would say I would say right now, don't hit the panic button. There's nothing to worry about so far. And if I'm looking around too, I. Uh... We beat the Jazz. The Jazz have had some some solid games. They've also had some bad losses. The, the Nuggets look disorganized, and they look like they're still really trying to figure out the the Millsap Jokic front court hasn't gelled as quickly or worked as soon as I think a lot of people anticipated. The Dallas Mavericks, I honestly thought would be a little better, uh, and. Dennis Smith Jr. looks like a solid rookie, but they're having all kinds of trouble and all kinds of problems. Uh, the Portland Trailblazers still. The Portland Trailblazers are still dependent on a, a magnificent offensive performance to win games as opposed to able being able to rely on their defense from time to time. So if I'm looking at some of those uh, six, seven, eighth seeds, teams that I think could slide into that six, seven, eighth spot, 
Uh, the only team that really worries me that it, that might be able to bump out the the Timberwolves, uh, maybe mess up their playoff race, is a team like the Grizz, the Memphis Grizzlies, who I know have a really solid system and veterans like Mike Conley and Gasol on that team make them really good. And they've started off with a really hot start to the season. But outside of those, are are you thinking just looking at the landscape of teams that were hoping to maybe make the playoff push this year that maybe the Timberwolves look like the best? Do you think they're all kind of in the same boat? What do you think about those kind of teams? Yeah, I, I think right now the Timberwolves, you know, again, like they, they added solid solid components to their team this year. And I would say they look they look like a solid – I think they're doing better than I thought they were, would. Um, they do look like a solid five seed, you know, Um I, I'm not so worried about the teams like, you know, we, we are thinking the Lakers could be very dominant. We're thinking the Nuggets could slide in there somehow. I'm not thinking – I'm not as afraid of them as I was before, you know, at least for the Timberwolves' sake. But, you know, the Grizzlies are stepping up. They're doing really well. And the Clippers are actually doing a lot better than I thought they would as well, you know, losing Chris Paul. I think the Timberwolves are showing themselves to be a, a solid middle-of-the-pack, even better, you know, in some games team. Um Depth is kind of worrying me, but I don't know. I think that the Timberwolves, if they're continuing, I think they have a solid shot at being a you know solid four or five seed right now. Yeah, and like you were saying, the Nuggets were somebody I was I was nervous about, uh, but I they just haven't seemed to be able to, to get it to click. I think Utah will probably be the team that figures it out along with the Wolves, just because they have such a great defense to rely on, and that'll carry them through games when they're figuring out the offensive side. But the Nuggets don't look as good as I thought they would be. The I thought the Dallas Mavericks would be kind of a feisty. Maybe they're an eighth seed. Maybe they're not an eighth seed, and kind of push the Wolves to to win some games down the stretch. I don't think they'll be a problem throughout the season. So. I think you're right. I think the the Timberwolves are shaken out to be in pretty good shape uh, to make to make a, a season long push for the playoffs. And I don't know how much how many teams will be able to contest with them because there there is a lot I, there is a lot more parity in the NBA in general than I I think people were anticipating going into the season. You see teams like the Grizzlies and 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 Orlando Magic starting out with hot hot starts. But at the end of the day, in the West, it feels like there's a bunch of teams, like nine teams, that could make the playoffs, and then everybody else is just assuming they're not going to make the playoffs. And that's really how it feels, is that the Timberwolves are one of those teams that believe they will make the playoffs. And as it, it's more coming down to where they're seated as opposed to if they're making it or if they're not making it. And I know it's really early in the season to be making claims like that, but just it feels like teams – are being more surprised in the East than they are in the West. Whereas, like in the East, you have the the Celtics with the injury, and then you have the Wizards playing really well, and you have the Bucks starting off really hot, and you have the Orlando Magic who are kind of surprising teams, and the Heat could be a team down the stretch who maybe they get somebody before the trade deadline, and they start to be a really good team. I feel like there's a lot more question marks in the East than there are in the West. What do you, what do you think about that? You think they're I'm right on that? Yeah, I would say right now, you know, I don't know. Again, it's it's really early. Things aren't playing out as, you know, as as we thought. You know, you look you look to the East. The Cavaliers are, you know, right now ranked tenth in the East. That's something you definitely didn't think that we would see. Again, again, really early basketball. I I think we'll see things pan out as the season goes along. You know, as Lonzo Ball and Steph Curry said, you know, they're gonna figure things out. You know, things are gonna things are going to fall into place. You know, they're, they're still feeling out new teams. People are still feeling out new rosters. I think right now is a little, maybe too early to say like, 
hey, this team's going to dominate for the rest of the season. Hey, this team's not going to, I don't know. It, it's really exciting, and I'm glad, I'm glad so far that everything is so close. You know, we're not seeing that, you know, 12-0 and or whatever it may be, uh, you know, Golden State Warriors team that we saw a few years ago. That that was a little scary to look at right away. Yeah, but, nobody's starting out 8-0, which I think is fun. I, I think it's really fun. Everything, I mean, if you look at the Eastern Conference, everything is within a game or two games, you know what I mean? Or even the Western Conference, it's the same way. And, and you know, Golden State's at number four right now. And, and I think that's great for basketball. It was really lopsided for the past few years. And hopefully, I would, I would not mind seeing two new teams in the NBA championship. Like, this is, this is really exciting to watch right now. Absolutely. So before I, I let you get out of here, before we head out and get ready for the rest of the game day festivities, I know I'm looking forward to watching some games and 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 kind of kind of wetting my basketball palette before the Timberwolves and Pelicans tip off. Uh, what are a couple guys that you're really watching in this in this game from either side? Who are who are some players maybe outside of of Boogie or or Anthony Davis or Jimmy Butler? Who are some guys that you're watching outside of the main event kind of players? Well, I would say firstly, I would I would look to Jimmy Butler again. You know, he's been very exciting. He's again very dependable and somebody who can do it all. You know, you know, last night he or against Miami, you know, he he might have had less than twenty points, but he had three steals. And we see, we've been we've been seeing from him, his steals have been crucial for the Timberwolves to be hanging around in games, you know. And Wiggins, Wiggins has been really stepping up points wise, you know. I think every time that he's had twenty points, you know, the the Timberwolves have been in like really good contention to win. So I think offensively, as I said before, I've been harping on it. One through three, those are the guys that I'm going to be looking for tonight to have big numbers, and and I think that they're going to be the difference makers in the game tonight. All right, hey, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna call call a shot here a little bit. We'll see if if I'm right if it goes down correctly. I think if this is a tight game, if this is a tight game with the Pelicans, the the Wolves try and combat the size of Davis and Boogie Cousins by going super small ball and in crunch time you see Crawford, you see Teague, you see Wiggins, you see Butler. All of those guys out on the floor. Maybe they even throw out Tyus Jones. They just go uber small ball and try and go super fast transition basketball and up the pace of the game just to combat the size if it's a tight game. I think they go super small ball. And so for because of that, I'm looking for Jamal Crawford to hit some very clutch late game shots, especially from the perimeter, because I think they're going to go small ball. They're going to try and really, really spread the floor on them. And I think... Jamal Crawford especially gives you that kind of flexibility where you can put him out there with Teague and with Wiggins and then Butler has the ball in his hands and he's creating space and then pitching it out to one of those guys on the perimeter to take deep shots and I think that's how they pull away and win this game eventually in the fourth quarter. I think it'll be another tight game and I think because of that the Thibodeau will see that the game is dictating a different game plan maybe than even he was prepared, he was wanting to take it and so they go uber small ball and Jamal Crawford is going to hit some clutch shots. Jay Crossover is going to take over and hit some nice shots deep in the fourth quarter to help the Wolves stay above and stay ahead of the Pelicans. So that's what I think is going to happen at the end of the game. We'll see. We'll see if I'm correct or if I'm totally off base. But hopefully, hopefully, whatever happens, they can get some turnovers, like you were saying, from Teague and get some some great shots and and pull ahead of of the Pelicans late in the game. 
Yeah, I, I agree. And, and I think, again, it's the, it's the all-around. You're going to look to the other guys. You know, Carl Anthony Towns is going to have his hands full. But it'll be fun. I mean, I would love to see him just have a dominating game in the paint. It'll, it'll be really fun to see. It'll be a great game. All righty. That's, that's all for us. That's all we have to talk about. We're just going to continue to get amped up for this game tonight. Brennan, thanks again for coming on. Really appreciate it. Always a pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, he's Brennan. I'm Colt Molesky, and this has been another Locked on Wolves podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. are Locked On Timberwolves, your daily Minnesota Timberwolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.